Thanks so much for joining with us again today on Proverbs for the Day. You know, today we have an opportunity to put another word, another principle of God's Word into our life together from the book of Proverbs, specifically chapter 15 today, because the day is the 15th day. And I am once again excited to have us together opening the opportunities, uh, sharing the potential, and embracing the Word of God together. You know, recently I went to a store, and uh, while I was at this store, I kept hearing one young man talk. He was just louder than any store than anybody else in that store. It was a, a, a hardware store, and it was uh, not too big, uh, but uh, you know, it was big enough you couldn't see everyone, but yet it was small enough you could hear this loud, booming voice. And uh, this guy just kept talking and kept talking, and he was telling some stories that realistically you, 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 know, you don't need to be telling in public. Uh, he was talking about how his, how his uh, uh, girlfriend's dad, had, uh, he, he walked into the house the day before to see his girlfriend, and, and the dad called him in and, and said, hey, I've been hearing some bad things about you. And and he went into what the dad had been hearing about him, and he was just sharing personal information in an open environment like that, and just on and on. And, and I could tell that he was moving along an aisle or a couple of aisles and stuff. I was, I was kind of stuck in one spot of this hardware store. I was looking for something very specific. I was looking for a, a pin that goes in one of the machines that I have, like a, you know, it's, it, it's something like a tractor pin that, that, that it, it's called a hitch pin, in fact. And so I was kind of stuck in one little area and I could tell the voice was moving around the store and, and uh, just continuing to talk, continuing to talk. And finally, I caught a glimpse of the man. And this man was, uh, was an employee at the store. And uh, he was talking to another employee. And so I, uh, when they moved on to a couple of aisles that I could kind of see them out of my peripheral vision, they never stopped talking about things that really were not, uh, you know, really appropriate to be talked about in public places. But also I noticed that this young man who was probably about uh, 19 or 20 years old that was doing the talking was talking to another employee that was uh, straightening up the shelves and stocking stuff. And, you know, he was busily working constantly, a man probably about 35 or 40 years old, he was busy working, 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 and this other guy was just standing around talking to him. And every step the man would make, sometimes he would almost have to, you know, uh, uncomfortably go around the other guy or almost kind of, you know, step close to him. The other guy would step back so that he could continue working. I thought, you know, one of these people knows the value of a job. One of them knows the value of what they're doing here and why they're wearing that uniform. And, and you know, uh, one of them is working and he's being nice, of course, but I could tell he was uncomfortable as well. And, and this young boy just had absolutely no sense about him, no common sense, uh, no, no prudence, and no, uh, uh, no propriety. He was just absolutely uh, um, uh, continuing to make everybody feel uncomfortable and telling stories. I mean, he, he went from one story to another, to another, to another. And uh, uh, finally, this man who was stalking kind of looked up at me uh, sheepishly and, and apologetically kind of, and, and just, uh, you know, he, he kept saying, uh-huh, yeah, um, Huh. Well, you know, I mean, he was just being courteous and nice to the other guy, but but uh, he finally looked up at me and 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 kind of uh, smiled a little bit and and uh, then turned around and said, "Well, hey, I've got to go do this." And he went and left the left this other guy. And so we had for just a moment, we had a little silence in the store, and then I heard this man, this this young man, start talking again. And so I finally found what I was looking for and headed out toward the front of the store. This guy was stopped at the little paint booth, you know, where they sell paint and shake paint up and everything. And he was talking to another employee, just standing there. The, un the other employee was really trying to work and, you know, was taking care of business, everything. And that young boy was just absolutely uh, uh, holding court, telling another story. 
and just standing there with his hands in his pockets. And I, I really considered, you know, um, I could be such a benefit to that young man <laughs> if I if I walked up and uh, uh, you know and just told him, hey, look, buddy, why are you here? You know, what are you doing here? Do you realize that, you know, the owner of the store, the management, the company, you know, they're paying you to be here? These other people are valuing the job. They're valuing the opportunity to, to be blessed by this job. They're working. They're making the store look better. They're making, you know, the, the store, uh, you know, uh, they're, just because somebody's not standing in front of them demanding their attention didn't mean that they weren't working, making the place better. You know, I really hope that you have some principles in your life. And if you don't, then let a part of today's lesson be that the principle that you have in your life is that you know why you are where you are. And while you are at work or while you are at school or while you are driving the car or while you are in public or, you know, uh, uh, while you're sitting down, you know, uh, at, the, at, at the dinner table with family, remember why you are where you are and pay attention to what you should be paying attention to when you are where you are for the reason you are there and do your best as well to, to try to uh, um, uh, at least uh, understand that some some conversations are for public consumption, and some conversations don't even rate for private consumption, okay? And uh, uh, gosh, I figured, bless this young man's heart, at some point, he's probably going to be looking for another job, and he may go from job to job to job, never realizing why. I sure would like to have told him, but I realized that Proverbs tells me to, uh, you know, if I walk past a place and meddle with something that doesn't belong to me, it's like taking a mad dog by the ears. Sometimes being right is not all there is. Uh, sometimes we also need the grace because if all we are is just right, you know, don't hide behind, well, it's the truth. If all we are is just right, sometimes without the grace, we just seem fussy and complaintive. And on top of that, uh, our words don't make any difference when they're not received. Hey, let's go to Proverbs 15. Let's see if we can find uh, something today to add to our life besides that principle, okay? All right, and that was a good one. All right, Proverbs chapter 15. Are you ready? Proverbs 15, King James Version. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools pour out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord, how much more than the hearts of the children of men. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is broken. 
The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, and he that is slow to anger appeases strife. The way of the slothful man is as a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. A wise son maketh a glad father, but foolish man despiseth his mother. Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walketh uprightly. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors they are established. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. The way of life is above to the wise, that he may depart from hell beneath. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the border of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. He that is greedy of gain troubleth his own house, but he that hateth gifts shall live. The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoice the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Oh, how many wonderful principles of life do we hear in this particular proverb? Let's look at Proverbs chapter 15, though. And in Proverbs 15 and verse number 32, listen to what it says. Simply this, he that refuses instruction despises his own soul. You know, the Bible says that a fool hates instruction. A fool does not want to be corrected. A fool does not want to be told when he's wrong. It's a foolish thing. It's, a, it's, it's despising your own soul whenever you're wrong. Wouldn't you like to know that you're wrong? Wouldn't you like to be told that you're wrong? Of course, being told by someone who has grace on their lips and not just someone who has hatred or, or someone who is wrathful or someone who is judgmental or critical or condemning. You know, even Jesus did not condemn. Condemnation, criticism, and rejection are not the Holy Spirit. That's not how God delivers something. You know, every word of correction should be aimed at just that, correction. It should be aimed at correcting the situation. It should not be aimed at just a vent for frustration. It should not just be a fussiness. If someone comes to you and complains or is fussy or is venting to you or is, you know, criticizing or condemning you or, you know, threatening you, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, tearing you down, you're less likely to receive their instruction. But hopefully when someone comes to you and just simply says, you know, buddy, you know, you know, ma'am, if you would do this different, you could be more successful. If you would just fix this, I mean, how many times do people, uh, they, they care more about who is right than what is right? How many times have we met people who literally would like to protect their own ideas or their own wrongness to their own detriment? It's, 
it's important that we be people who can receive instruction and also people who can give instruction in a non-threatening way. You know, uh, uh, nonetheless, you need to realize when your instruction, you need to at least try your best to understand when your instruction is going to be received and when it's not. The Bible says, if a man chooses to be ignorant, let him be ignorant. The Bible says after the first and the second admonition, after the first and second encouragement that you're trying to, to get someone to see their wrong way, after you do it once or twice, and the Bible says just go ahead and stop doing it and just reject that person as a heretic, as a person who's just wrong and likes being wrong and doesn't want to be right, and they're just decided that wrong is what they want to be. Even they, whether they know they're wrong or not, even if they believe they're right and they're wrong, it's important that you not be one that just continues to cast your pearl before swine and continues to just uh, meddle in stuff that really belongs to someone else, and someone's wrongness belongs to them. You know it may not always be about you. It may affect you, but it may not always be about you. I've run into several circumstances and situations in life where I've tried to correct people or instruct people, you know, and with a right to do so. There are some people in our lives that have a positional right, that have a positional responsibility to correct us or instruct us. And there are some people in our lives that we have a positional right or a positional responsibility to correct or instruct them, to reprove them, to even to rebuke them. You know, a parent has a right to correct a child, has a responsibility to reprove and even rebuke a child and, and, and even punish, levy some punishment if they feel as though that the punishment is going to correct the situation or in some way uh, restrain uh, their, 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 uh, um, their child from doing and repeating that dangerous or that, that uh, detrimental behavior again. You know, uh, not, uh, uh, not to say that we should be bent on punishment uh, with, with every infraction of life because there should come instruction before correction. We should instruct, then we should correct, and then at times we must even reprove and rebuke and continue to exhort, continue to encouragement. The Bible says with all long suffering. You know, uh, sometimes from my position of responsibility as a boss or as a pastor, as a leader, uh, as a supervisor, sometimes from my position of responsibility as a parent, even as a friend, from my position of, of uh, not just responsibility but of, of right, sometimes I have to correct or instruct someone. When I do, I really do my best to try to keep from making it sound like fussing or complaining, making it sound like condemnation or criticism, but rather to sound like instruction and correction. Because when people know that we care, they are more likely to care what we know. They care about what you know when they know that you care. It is so important for us to be people not only from a right and from a responsibility with a reason to share correction and instruction with others that need it, but it's also important that we be willing to receive correction, correction and instruction. Sometimes correction can come to us from someone who does not hold a position and may not have a right, but hopefully it's delivered in such a way that it's reasonable for us to embrace the truth of whatever they're sharing.
You know, God brought instruction and correction to people all throughout the Word of God. Sometimes He brought it in a palatable manner, and sometimes He brought it in a, in a most extreme manner. In fact, He even spoke through a donkey one time to a man to try to bring some correction and instruction. It's important that we be willing to receive the truth through whatever vehicle it comes. Don't despise the message because you don't like the messenger. I just wanted to encourage you, don't be a fool. Don't despise instruction. Don't despise correction. When you need it, it is wisdom. It's the way of life. Don't despise your own soul. Open your heart to instruction and correction. Okay? Well, we're going to meditate on that today and put that in practice in our life today, both the trying to discern how we can deliver instruction so it's not just fussiness or condemnation or criticism so it doesn't put the person off that really does need to change, but also we're going to open up our heart and ask God to help us to be a person that values and a person that receives instruction and correction so that we don't despise our own soul and we don't end up just destroying our own lives when we could have um, been saved if we had just listened to the instruction of someone that cared enough to share it with us. Let's pray, okay? And let's ask God to bless us in both of these arenas of life. God, Lord, we pray today, Lord, that we would be embraceive, Lord, of what you're speaking to us, Lord, and what you're speaking through us, God. Lord, that we, Father, Lord, would hold on to, Lord, and be able to glean wisdom from what other people say to us, Lord, as, as we are instructed and corrected, Lord, hopefully by people who care about us and love us, Lord, and not just people who are fussy and complaintive, Lord. And God, that we also might be those, Lord, who would share a word, Lord, with others when we feel as low that, that, that it's our place, Lord, especially when it's our position or our our responsibility. But Lord, also at times, Lord, whenever we can just stretch out a little bit, Lord, and, and, and carry a little extra weight across that bridge of relationship, that we care about people, Lord, is important that they know that we care, Lord, and that we don't let our friends just wander off into darkness without giving them some instruction and correction in life. Lord, help us to be able to share with others, Lord, by your spirit and not, Lord, uh, seemingly, Lord, just as, as condemnation. Lord, give us the grace to do so, Lord, and help us again, Lord, to embrace correction when we need it, instruction when we need it, Lord, and not just, uh, Lord, to be offended, Lord, because someone else cares enough to share the truth with us. Lord, we pray these things in the name of Jesus, and thank you for it. Amen. Well, God bless you. You know, uh, I hope that if you need a little instruction, a little correction in life, and a little instruction, a little correction goes a long way when it's received. I'm hoping that if you need it, God will send someone to you today to be gentle and kind, to be caring and loving, to share with you a little instruction, a little correction, and then leave it with you, and you can do with it whatever you want to. That's, uh, that's what friends do. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you right back here. Okay, don't forget, meditate on this today, okay? Right back here tomorrow for Proverbs chapter 16. God bless you.